Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Wiz and Ashes Daily Podcast, sponsored by Travel Bag, creating holidays packed full of exciting memories since 1979. It's been another intriguing, ebbing and flowing day of test cricket. England lost four wickets early on before a rear guard from Chris Wokes and Stuart Broad helped stretch the lead to nearly 100. In reply, Mo and Ali and Stuart Broad removed the openers early, but Australia hit back to reach dumps three down and leading by 34 runs. I'm your host, Ben Gardner, deputising today for Yaz Rana, who went up to Edgefaston to watch the action, here's what he had to say. Hello, Yaz. Another exciting day of test cricket. Who's on top after that? Uh, well, I wouldn't describe it as exciting, per se. It was uh, enthralling, interesting, good to watch, but I wouldn't say it's that exciting. Not an awful lot happened, quite attritional in part. Um, England still on top, Australia effectively 34 for three. Steve Smith doing what Steve Smith has done against England for quite a while now. I think he averages 145 against England in his last 10 innings, which is just insane um, England feeling the effects of only having four bowlers uh, I don't think Wokes is on the money it was a real opportunity today for him uh, I mean we'll talk about that more in detail in a bit but uh, England bowled alright they they let a good start fall away a bit they, they, they let runs flow quite easily I'm not sure uh, the, the field off Moeen were great wasn't a great sign for Moeen but um, Joe Root brought himself on to bowl quite a lot um, but England at the end of the day 34-3 Australia effectively so can't complain too much about that Yeah as you say Wokes didn't bowl too well but I guess that shows the value of that lead they got and he played a big part in getting to that uh, he batted brilliantly didn't he? Yeah so in, in a weird way I think that was a very similar innings in terms of its effect to Sam Corrin 63 against India last year at the same ground um, it added 74 runs to England's total, so England were 300 for eight after being 282 for four. Um, it, yeah, it added, added 74 to the English score. I think that was the best that Stuart Broad has batted since he got hit on the head by Varun Aaron in 2014. Um, the partnership was very sensible. It was, it, it wasn't still, it was quite a slow wicket, I think. Um, Wokes just batted like he always does, really. His record in England is, is really really sensational he averages over 43 with a bat and less than 24 with a ball um, this is the only the second time that Wokes has played the first test of a home series 
which mm. is remarkable for a guy that has the record that he has. Um, and with Anderson's injury and Archer's injury or non-selection today, he had a new ball. It's a real opportunity. And at the end of the day, we're still talking about it as a missed opportunity. Whereas like last summer, when Curran did what he did, we're all raving about the current innings. And it's, I, I, I just can't believe that Wokes is, is 30, still hasn't established himself. He has the record he has. And uh, we're, we're basically in the same situation as we have been with Wokes for, for, for six years now. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess with the bat, he he showed up his, his sort of more more senior colleagues, or at least his supposedly more established colleagues. Do you think do you think his time's right for a, for a promotion above Mo and Ali, and maybe even Bairstow? The way he's batting, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Works is a better first class batting average and a better test batting average, and a lot of the contenders that bat in the top three for England, he bats properly. He 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 doesn't take too many risks. He's got the technique of a top order batsman, um, and. Johnny Bairstow's innings was, was quite painful to watch. It was quite similar to Burns' pair of innings against Ireland, I thought. Uh, playing non-shots, defending balls that were well wide of off stump for no reason. Peter Siddle was all over him. His wicket was inevitable. But comparing the way the two, those two are batting, Wokes is far, far more comfortable with the wicket at the moment. Um, Moeen, I, I don't really know what's going on with the batting. It's been a while now that he's not got a run in if that's cricket in any format. Um, and yeah, on, on current form, for me, Wokes, Wokes should, should probably bat seven. And joining me in the studio is Wizen writer Taha Hashim. Taha, the hero of day one was Steve Smith. The hero of day two was definitely Rory Burns. Who was the hero of day three? For me, it's that man again, uh, Steve Smith. Not Rory Burns. Uh, no, it's not Rory Burns. No, it's Steve Smith. I mean, just watching him today, um, he came out with... Australia in a tough position, you know, they they were two down, just 27 on the board, um, trailing by quite a bit. And just the way he played, I mean, it was just, it was, it was like day one again, you know, just the sheer control he has when he's, when he's in, you know, the test circuit, he was, he was a different man at the World Cup, you know, he looks scratchy, but pull on the whites and, and he, and he's a different player. And watching him play Moeen Ali today, I mean, Moeen, we, we saw from the start of the day when Nathan Lyon was bowling as well, there was turn in that pitch. Um, and Moeen Ali showed turn as well when he was bowling to Bancroft he, he troubled Bancroft eventually mm. got him out when Steve Smith was batting against Moeen Ali you couldn't tell that the pitch was turning because Steve Smith just gets to the ball he, he smothers it you don't see any of that spin and he was just he was on another level and I, I mean this is this is not this is not you know news everyone knows what, what a fantastic Steve, uh, player Steve Smith is in the test arena but also just the, the one time he got shook up was he, he got hit on the head by Ben Stokes, he takes off his helmet and shakes his head like just like he's just come out of a daze because he was batting like a dream, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben Stokes also had a reasonably close LBW shout. Is that is Ben Stokes to Steve Smith? Is that the matchup? I mean, how do you get him out? But yeah, but there, there, there was there were times as well when he when Ben Stokes was almost too straight, and then you know Steve Smith just mm. tucks him off the pads. I I fear for any bowler who tries to bowl Steve Smith. Um, Moeen Ali uh, has had a difficult time with the bat. Um, and now he's trying to prove his chops with the ball, and then having to bowl against Steve Smith, you, you almost feel for him, really. Yeah, and I think that I mean Monet did start really well, as you said, and then he lost his way to to to, to all batsmen after Steve Smith came in, not just to Smith. Like you quite fancy him to, especially as Munkwaja and and Travis Head both being left-handers, but Steve Smith just kind of hit him off his line, basically. The, the one thing I wondered: so Steve Smith hasn't played a leave 
to Moen Alley all test match. And you just kind of wondered whether you, you just hang it out there, completely pack the offside field and just say to him, like, you've got to either hit it through or just start leaving it and just sort of test his patience a bit. But I mean, he's got patience for days as well, hasn't he? So you've just got to do something, to something crazy, really. Yeah, you just, just be... wait, wait for a freak dismissal. Or exactly, something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, another key passage of the day and the one that means that England probably ended the day in front was um, that partnership between Stuart Broad and Chris Wokes took England's lead from small to useful, you'd probably say. It was to talk to Yaz about how well Chris Wokes batted, but could Australia have done anything different with the ball, do you think? Well, it was that, it was, you know, it was so typical England in the morning, you know, everything had gone so well yesterday and then they collapse and you think, oh, here, you know, here we go again. And then again, like I said before, Nathan Lyon was bowling beautifully, he got two wickets and over a sharp turn. And then Stuart Board comes out and he just puts his front foot down, sweeps hard, goes for it. And suddenly Australia look short of ideas. And then it took them, you know, ages. Um, but Pat Cummins then, you know, gets the short ball going, gets the short ball barrage going, and then he gets brought out. Mm. And he was just thinking, like, when when are they actually going to do that? And I guess, you know, it was it was one of the moments in this in, in this Australia innings where I guess if you're a fan of Mitchell Stark, you're wondering, you know, why he, why he's not there. I, I personally um, like the move not to play Stark and go with Siddle and, and Cummins and Pattinson. But to be fair, you, you, you look at that partnership and, and think, you know, maybe that is probably the, the where you want Mitchell Stark and his, and his Yorkers. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of hindsight at players in there because, I mean, I think at the beginning of the test, people were more questioning the leaving out of Josh Hazelwood than Mitchell Stark, saying that it looked like a pitch that would probably yeah. assist the seamers as it tends to in England and that that would be why you'd want the traditional seamer of Peter Sill and then you can't leave out James Patton and Pat Cummins and then, like, Stark, Stark's almost the, the, the second person to miss out there. So there's a little bit of but but he did and you're a better player than you're out of the team but I think there is there is an argument there isn't there and I mean I mean it's like he's not bad when the ball's moving around is it he can still he can still do a bit with it yeah and it was it it, it, it was just kind of strange how they just didn't didn't really test out broad you know mm. um, I could understand you know having line bowl to him because line was getting turned and everything but ball was comfortable just doing that you know that one thing where he just stepped forward and go for the sweep and then he finally felt uncomfortable, but he'd already done the jam- damage, you know, he'd done what England needed him to do. Yeah, and that, that, that collapse in the morning was another worrying one. I mean, I guess Ben Stokes played pretty well and was looking to be attacking and got out, and that's probably fair enough. Roy Burns had batted for a really long time, that's probably fair enough. But Johnny Bairstow and Moen Ali just both look completely shot, basically, don't they? Yeah, I mean, um, on that on that point, I think it's more worrying... Looking at Bears, though, really, the Moeen. Mm-hmm. I think we have to keep acknowledging the fact that Moeen Ali is there at number eight. He is the specialist spin bowler and he gets in the side as a spin bowler. Of course, we're so used to him playing, you know, important innings for England down the order. Um, and England would love if he could step up and do that. But his primary job is a spinner. What what determines whether he stays inside is how well he performs tomorrow for me. Not not how well he was going to perform today with the bat. Bairstow is the more worrying one. He just keeps getting out um, very cheaply. Yeah, and how long do you give Bairstow before you look at maybe giving the gloves to Joss Butler and bring in a Sam Curran or another batsman or even going back to Ben Folkes? How, how long has he got, do you think? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like that question. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of a negative one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, Johnny Bairstow's had a pretty special summer so far and you just feel like... You feel like a player that good, he's got to have a score in him. Like, yeah. it's just... 
and it's if it's the same sort of mistakes that he keeps on making like surely you think someone's going to pull him aside and 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 get you know sort his technique out because he's such a good player he's going to get a run so do you think it is it is technical it's not just form or it's not a, a mental thing you think it's it's a technical thing in test cricket basically yeah, basically, I mean, it's been kind of the same way he's been getting out. Today was slightly different, of course, but, you know, the, the, the straight ball was troubling him, which is, mm. which is a worrying sign if you're a batsman. Yeah, OK. Uh, all right, well, we'll end with your predictions for tomorrow. Uh, what, what, what's going to happen? Tell us. Um, another Steve Smith 100. I reckon right. he is just looking that in control. Mm. Um, I reckon, so what, what's Australia's lead right now? Uh, not many, 34. 34. I reckon Travis Head looks, he looked quite good in that first innings. I reckon he could, him and Smith put on partnership. Um, Australia set England a target of 180, I reckon. Yeah, and yeah. then? And then, and then Moeen Ali takes him over the line. Yeah, okay, yeah I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my prediction is a bit, a bit simpler. Uh, I just think that the game is going to go into a fifth day wow. in some way. Yeah, I know it's one of those things that <laughs> people say it doesn't, but doesn't too much anymore. But every test down under last, I went into five days. I think there's just there's just enough in this game that'll happen. There might there might not be a lot a lot left to do, but I think it will just creep into it and I think it will it'll be a really exciting one. All right. Well cheers cheers for joining me, Taha. Uh I've been Ben Garland, it's been the Wizard Nash's Daily Podcast, sponsored by Travel Bag, creating all those packed full of exciting memories since 1979. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and tell your friends. Sports Social Podcast Network.